is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. We continue with our education series this morning. This is May, I believe, is it the 9th? Yes, May the 9th, and we do welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us from whichever part of the world that you are listening to. Uh, Good afternoon, those in Europe. Good evening, those in the Western Pacific. I know you're almost going to bed, but thank you for staying up and listening to us. And like we say in these parts of the world, good morning, America, and especially those in the north. Hello, my friends. How are you? Good morning, Nathan. Good morning. We are okay. A little bit chilly, but what do you expect Mm. from the north? Please don't tell me it's snowing. (laughs) No, it's not. But we are expecting (laughs) some flurries. Yeah. I know. Any uh, anything is possible in the north, huh? We we are oh, we, have, we have we have some other people here who have joined also from the north. Hi Ken. Hello. How are you? Doing pretty good. Hey, which part of Canada are you? Uh Manitoba. Manitoba. Uh, That's uh Winnipeg, Manitoba. Winnipeg, my tour. Okay, don't tell me it's snowing there, because you guys, your weather is crazy. <laughs> there it gets cold. <laughs> it gets cold like no, nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> Everything good outside? Uh, yes, it's uh, it's pretty sunny outside, but I don't think it's uh, very warm. Okay, okay. 
All right, we will continue with our education series here, and uh, we, we will be talking about, Roger will be talking about uh, a project. Uh, <coughs> uh, I wish Dr. Dr. Patrick needs to call in because this is one of his favorite districts, Lukulu, somewhere in the Lukulu oh, okay. area there. Yeah, that's of where course. the school is. Yeah, that's where the school mm. is. Um, let me see what happened. Okay. Anyambe, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Uh, is mom and dad on your line or they are still trying to call in? Uh, I, they're still trying to call in and I'm trying to uh, get get an update. Okay, okay. I know. Like I said, at times, uh, yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah, they managed to call in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, the school is somewhere in, somewhere, I'm saying somewhere in the Lukulu district, Roger, but... Uh, <coughs> We'll, we'll hear from, I, I, I want the Sinyamas to, I don't want to preempt what we are supposed to be talking about here. Because, you see, whilst the rest of the world, um, the, <laughs> what, what have we been talking about here? We've been talking about uh, uh, the education process, the first-to-first process of learning uh, being disrupted, right? But uh, <coughs> there are some people some places in the world where disruption is is almost a, a normal thing. So I use the expression that the rest of the world, or some, those of us who, who are not used to this kind of thing, we <laughs> we joined these people, particularly at Bangweta Basic School, who the process of learning or interruption of learning is a, a regular occurrence. So that's what we are dealing with here, to some things. Okay. Uh, I, I know you like this as well, Roger. Our guests are not joining us from Lusaka. That's good news for you, right? Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yes. Uh, Dr. Alexis and Mrs. Peggy Sinyama are co-founders of uh, Ebenezer School in Mazaboka. It's a private school, but... Not the type of school you are thinking of in Osaka, like international school or that. It's it, it's a special school, okay? And <coughs> Mrs. Nyama attended the, this school in in Western Province called the Bangweta uh, Basic School. And I, I want her to share her experiences whilst there, and then we shall bring it to the current situation, what is going on there and see what we can do. Let me say from the onset, the purpose of this discussion is to bring to the attention of the world what is going on in some parts of the Because right now, everything we are doing or talking about is about COVID-19. But like I said, some people, the disruption of learning is an irregular occurrence. Okay. Uh, Dr. Sinyama, Peggy, hi. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Nice and welcome. Excellent. Uh, l- l- let me begin by saying this. Uh, maybe for the sake of uh, those who may not know what what part of the region we are talking about, especially these copper belt people. You know, copper belt people don't travel too much. So uh, <laughs> help my <laughs> help my copper belt relatives understand where Bangweta Basic School is located in relation to the nearest functioning district? Uh, good afternoon, good morning. 
Ndangweta Primary School mm. is in Western Province. It is 280 kilometers west of Rukulu District across the Zambezi River. Mm. Okay. So that, that is very important when you say across the Zambezi River. When yes. you attended the school, how far did you live and uh, how was your everyday experience in terms of uh, going to school, meals, school resources and stuff like that? Um, our village was about 15 kilometers from the school. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that means that every day I had to walk 15 kilometers to school and another 15 kilometers back home. And for a grade one child, I think that is a bit challenging. Mm. But that's a normal life out there. Okay. And uh, kilometers, how, how long did it take you to cover 15 kilometers, as in hours? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, when you are children, there's a lot of running and trotting. So you are in a group, so you trot a bit, you run. So between the one hour, 30 minutes, two hours. Okay. So when you went to school, when you went to school, uh, you know, the mindset, the mindset we all have right now, I, I really want us to get to the bottom of some issues here so that people understand why we need to help build some infrastructure to So when you went to school, I want you to tell us about, uh, did you carry a packed lunch or what, what was <laughs> life like? <laughs> like you don't know you are uh, I went to, to school. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When we were going to, when I was going to school, uh-huh. you had to carry your own packed lunch. And the first okay. lunch was in Shima. Uh, a bit of sour milk, if there is. A bit mm. of whatever form of relish that was available, they put on yes. for you. So you, the Shima that was left over yesterday, you put in your lunch box and carried it over for your lunch. As we are speaking with this Nyama, this is going on, it's still going on right now for the kids that go to that school, right? Yes. Everybody carries their Shima and there's no bread there. It's 280 kilometers from the nearest functioning district. So everybody carries their sweet potatoes, their stamps, their Shima, and that is a form of lunch. Acceptable lunch. They still work. And they have times when it is January, February, March, the plane uh-huh. is flooded. When it is flooded, the form of transport changes from walking to canoe. So you have to use canoe for another two, three months. And sometimes the plane is quite full of water. It's windy, it is raining. It is quite risky for the children. And the population of children attending school during that term, the rain season yes. term, 
the flood season is cut down by 75% because most of them do not want to take the risk. There was an incident in 2016 when a boat carrying about 26 people capsized. We thank God we did not lose any life. But that is how dangerous it is. And so most of the time, when that situation, when it is a, a red season, the children, will, uh -huh. the parents who withdraw their children, they will not go to school. So when, if you are going to walk 15 uh, kilometers, 20, 30 kilometers, depending on where you stay, okay, then if it, the season changes, you have to use a canoe to get to school. Uh, I'm mm. trying to think here. Your books, the, I mean, the things you are carrying in your hand, I'm I'm visualizing when we were growing up, we had little cases, bookcases, and stuff like that. But, Mrs. Nyama, the things you are carrying in your hands, school books and stuff, don't they get damaged? Um, when I was going in school, that's the mm. that is where I started grade one to four, 1964. Yes. And in 1964, the books, the exercise books, and the pencils. They were provided, and they remained at the school. But okay. like you are saying, the things that you are carrying, they, if it is during the rain season, and it is raining or you are running, the Oishima sometimes you will fall over because your lunch box suddenly has dropped it. I don't remember anybody carrying a, 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 a school bag. We all just carried the, some form of... Uh, large boxes that had handles on them, metal containers. So if you fall or the boat capsizes, you have lost your lunch. Mm. Let, let's talk mm. about the teaching staff. Let's talk about the teaching staff uh, uh, at the school. Do they have adequate uh, housing uh, resources to make their work viable? I want you also to talk about the teacher-student ratio. How many teachers are at the school and how many students are there when the school is operating at 100 capacity without the flooding? Yeah, the information we have received, update about Mbangweta mm -hmm. School, is that they have a student body of 408 pupils. Mm-hmm. And they only have five teachers. Okay. Roger, did you hear and that? And the school runs. Yes, yes. Go ahead, Mrs. Nyam. And the school runs from grade one to grade seven. Five teachers, 280 people running from grade one to nine, sorry, grade one to nine. That gives us a ratio of one teacher for 90 pupils. Hmm. I'm even stammering to speak here. So we have 480 pupils, five teachers, grade one to nine. How is this broken yes. down? How are, the, how are the responsibilities? I don't know what the education language here is. How are the responsibilities broken down? How does this happen? How does I, the teaching take place? How does it happen? Yes. 
Normally, yeah. what happens is uh, a particular, like the grade ones, may come from seven to nine thirty. Okay. And their school is finished. They have to go back home. Then another group comes in and learns. But I think it's a bit tiring, it's a bit unfair to walk for two hours and go in the lane for two hours. And you literally walk for four hours, two hours going, two hours coming back, only to go in the lane for two hours. So that becomes, mm. uh, I think, uh, not a very productive system. But no. if you have five classes and you have nine grades, it's not possible. So they divide their time. These ones learn this time. They go home. Another group comes. And you end up with grade ones who must sit and wait for their brothers who are in grade nine and have the privilege of learning maybe from seven hours to 14 hours. So those children, they can't walk the two hours walk, the 15 kilometers on their own. They have to sit and wait for their brothers. You are listening to Zander Block Talk Radio. The purpose of this discussion is for us to help alleviate the situation of uh, prevailing there. As Mrs. Nyama is uh, explaining, she attended the school. You heard her say that. Those of you who are my friends on Facebook, I have posted the link there uh, for us to help. The Ministry of, we're going to go ahead of ourselves here so that we are able to succeed with our objective here. The Ministry of Education has uh, approved for the Sinyamas to build two classroom blocks at Mbangweta School to alleviate some of these problems. If you go to my Facebook page, I've put a link there, ebenezerschools.com. You can make your contribution. We're trying to help alleviate the situation here. That, that is the whole objective of this. Because like I said, uh, most the world thinks COVID-19 has disrupted with their way of life. But for some people, like at Bangueta School, when it rains, that is, that is it. You, you've heard Dr. Monsange Henry, all of you, my friends, uh, Dr. Ngambi, England, and everybody listening, you've heard what Mrs. Nyama is explaining. For these kids, when it floods, most of us are Zambians here, we know what happens. We know about the Kuomboka ceremony component, but there is also this component which disrupts the, re the learning process for these kids. This is Nyama. So I would like to believe these canoe rides from one point to another point to go to school are not free of charge. Are they free of charge? Um, most of the time, uh, like the big ones that carry six children, that, that's not free of charge. The parents mm -hmm. will contribute maybe chicken, a bit of money, and so on. But then some parents have the small, normal ones. Because it's a way of transport, that part of the world. Almost mm -hmm. every village has a canoe. Okay. Because but of if the they release it to the town uh, the whole day. Yes. Mm. So these kids, from what you're telling us, they know how to paddle these canoes. <laughs> you have the bigger <laughs> boys, the ones that are in grade four, the ones that are uh, four, five, six upwards, they will be able to do it while the waters are still manageable. But when the, the plane is completely flooded, 
it is very dangerous because the depth is very, very deep. Mm. Yeah, I can only imagine. Okay. Uh, the, the, the interesting thing for me, as we continue this discussion, the website, everybody, is ebenezerschools.com. There's a paper link there you can contribute and so that we help build uh, infrastructure at this school. The, the, interesting, the, the interesting for me, Mrs. Nyama, when I've been talking to you over this, we've been okay. discussing it, after your experience at Bangweta School, and seeing the teaching staff's daily struggles and experiences, you still chose to become a teacher. Why? Um, my experience is, uh, has been a very good one, a learning one. As I mm-hmm. think in life, when you have a problem, when you have a challenge, you do not uh, close your eyes and walk back from it you find a way of solving it and tackling it. And what I went through was not the best of it. It wasn't good, except that my father was a visionary man. He kept telling me, you are a Moses. Look at the poverty we are going through. Can you stand up and fight for your family? Because from Bangweta, I went to... Bangweta only went up to grade four, and I had to okay. leave and go to Kalabo district for grade five five, six, seven, in a temporary uh-huh. boarding school. But for me to get to that temporary boarding school, I had to work for two days. Uh-huh. Grade five child. So I worked that two days with my father. He escorts me there, leaves me for the term, comes back and picks me again. Uh, from there, I went to do form one, form two, form three. Form three, I actually, when the results came out, I had passed it to form four. I almost stopped the school because I got accepted. I knew that I was going back to Calabo to go to the school. When we reached uh-huh. they said, you know, very few girls have passed, so we are sending some of you to other schools. And I was told I was going to Senanga. I must tell you, Pastor, I had no idea where Senanga is. I had no idea. I had never got in a vehicle. I had never got in a bus. I didn't even have the money to do that. So if I go to Senanga, how will I get back home? I cried all the way to Mongo, where I was supposed to make a decision, where they took everybody there, to go back home and stop school. But when I reached there, the, mm-hmm. the teacher education officer, the PEO, the Holy Cross Secondary School needed about nine girls instead of seven. So the Lord blessed me. I became part of those who were to go to Holy Cross instead of going to Senanga. Those who have the geography of Zambia, they have an idea what I'm talking about. So it meant now I was in Mongo, right in Mongo. And it is easier for me to walk down to the Monunga and walk the rest home, which I did up to my grade uh, 12, to my form 5. I thank God that the Catholic sisters adopted me. Because mm-hmm. the sister walked in class the in there and said, where is that poor girl, the one who was crying, the one who didn't want to go to Senanga? And I stood up and I told God, mm-hmm. this title, I don't want it. I don't want to be the poor girl. And that is part of what drove me as I became a teacher, that somebody somewhere has this tag that they are poor. 
not of their own yeah. doing. It's not of their own doing. We have a lot of children all over the rural areas of Zambia, of Africa, of every country, and they are not dull, and they are not poor. They just need each one of us to stand up and help them. And I thought it would be a criminal offense for me if I withdraw from a challenge when I am well able. Well able in the sense that I can teach. I enjoy yes. teaching, and that for me is enough too. Wow, amazing. Tell us about the project that you have embarked on to give back to Bangweta School. Um, we've been thinking about it uh, for some time as a family, and last year we made uh, a step forward. We applied, and the Lord blessed us. They gave us the approval that we can build a one-by-two classroom block. Okay. So that there is more room. Already we have five classes with nine grades. That is not enough. Even the two we want to put there is not enough. But with all of us putting our minds together and our efforts together, we can do more than two blocks. We can do more than two classrooms. So the approval has been given. We were, we've been talking with the DFC, the provincial education officer. We have the yes. official papers. So all we need is get the funds together, get a registered contractor so that the work starts there. We were talking to one of the contractors around, and he said, no, a, a one-by-two classroom block takes about three months. Everything, all the money available, they just take everything, load in a truck or two, get it to Mbangweta, and start the work. So we're looking forward. We are quite excited. And my prayer is all of us who are listening are as excited as I am to see something <laughs> different come up there and step into somebody's life and change their life. Excellent, excellent. Everybody, like I said, those of you who are my friends on Facebook, I've posted the link there. The website is ebenezerschools.com. There's a PayPal link. Let's do something and help these kids at uh, Bangweta uh, Primary School uh, in, in Western Province. Um, it, 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 this, this is really something fascinating for us to, to, to get involved here. Um, I, I, I want you to go back to that 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 point that your father said to you is something you are a Moses can you can you repeat that statement again yes. um my home was quite poor i remember my father tying himself in a piece of chitenge because he didn't have mm-hmm. a shirt when i tell the people that story they say where where were his shoes if you don't have a shirt you cannot have shoes it's common sense and the, I, I like the way he saw in me the, the blessing of the Lord that I can do something, that the Lord can use me. And he kept telling me, my dear girl, you are a Moses. Get out of oh. this bondage. Work hard. You are a girl. But, you know, that time girls are for marriage. Girls are for children. Girls oh, are for course. animals, for lovola. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So my father would say, you are not getting married. You are Moses. You are supposed to rescue us from all this poverty. Yeah. And when I went to Kalavo Pasa, 
I would carry sticks of palm tree. My mother would clean some palm tree, chop them into reasonable sticks. That would be my toothbrush. When I was in Form 3, schools mm. had closed, and while we were waiting for the following day to start our two days' work, I went in the bathroom, and this is a true story. I'm not saying it to impress anybody. It happened to me. My children know about it. I went into the bathroom, and I found somebody had forgotten their toothbrush. I went around. I asked it. Nobody had it. I thank God that God had given me something. That was the first toothbrush I had. And I was wow. using soap as a toothpaste. So there's somebody who is going through such life. It is not yes. that it, it has passed. No, there's somebody going through that. And mm. each one of us can do something about it. We can get somebody out of it. I used that toothbrush as the first technology. I'm sure my teeth were surprised. What has happened? Mm. Where did this new technology come from? Mm. Yeah. Uh, as we continue our discussion, I'll allow my colleagues to ask their question, questions here, Mrs. Sinyama, and uh, Dr. Sinyama, too, is joining us here. Um, the reason I wanted you to repeat that that phrase or, or story about your father saying to you, you are a Moses, uh, I have, we have some friends here who are college professors, Dr. Musoma, Dr. Ngambi in England, Dr. Kalonde here in the USA. Uh, at some point, these three gentlemen, if possible, I want you to comment on the importance of the things we say to our children. Henry, you are a motivational speaker, and you talk about leadership at great length. But before we do that, let me allow my colleagues to ask a few questions. The website is ebenezerschools.com. Please, let's go to that website and put some structures at Bangweta Primary School in the Western Province. Uh, the people in the north, the case, Roger, they, they have questions here. Go ahead, my friend. Yeah. Um, Madam welcome again to Zambia Block Talk Radio. I have uh, a few questions here. Uh, I hope nothing will allow me to have five minutes. Uh, I haven't heard uh, if you have mentioned how many classes uh, does Bangweta School has. I said five. They have three okay. permanent buildings okay. and two mud ones. Thank you. Mud ones. <laughs> okay. What is the annual cost of running the school? The annual? The annual cost as in... Paying the teachers, the pencils, the everything, all the money is needed to run the school. Uh, approximately, I, uh, I, I know. Yes. Bagweta School is a government school, so the government takes care of the teachers' salaries and everything else. They have five teachers who are on the government payroll. The details of how much they give them and how much is everything else, I okay, don't know. The, I, okay, government. Mm -hmm. For the government. Uh, but, Thank you. but which part of the expenditure uh, does do you uh, do you take? 
if 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 the teacher salary is covered, we thank God for that. Uh, but what are the other expenses uh, on the annual basis? Uh, do you cover? Do you cover? Uh, for instance, uh, books uh, and stuff. Um, we, I think we have two, I hope I'm getting you correct. We have two organizations. We have Mbangueta School, the one that we desire to help to build a one-by-two classroom and do a lot of other things in it. And then we have Ebenezer School, which I, we are running as a family, and that is a private school. Oh, okay. So the okay, government that's where one, I got confused. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Okay. Yeah, that that is. The, thank you for making that clear. The, we 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 shall talk about that before we go to uh, the vision of Ebenezer uh, uh, and uh, uh, what goes on there. Uh, Henry, are you there? I am. I'm. I can yes. say Henry. Yes, Hi, Henry. Good morning, uh, Henry, is the, Henry is the college professor at TCU. Henry, you heard me say, Sinyama say. Her father said to her, I, I want you to beat on this because I know what you do, like I said to everybody. Uh, in a few, it just, what is the significance of that statement, you being a parent and a college professor yourself? Um, first of all, Dr. Sinyama, I'd like to thank you so much for what you're doing. I almost don't want to speak because I'm, I'm, I'm truly humbled by just your comments. You know, the fact that your father said to you, you are in Moses, is extremely, uh, was extremely profound. It was prophetic. And so for me, I'd say that the role of an educator, the role of a, of a parent is the role of a prophet as well. And so mm-hmm. education in itself is a prophetic enterprise. And so, wow. um, so whenever we talk of education, maybe a, a good agricultural term that I'd throw out there is, you can count the number of seeds in an orange, but you can never, ever count the number of oranges in a seed. And so whatever comes, whatever comes out of our discussion today is seed. And none of us here knows what will fruition from this. So I just salute the both of you. I don't want to ask you any questions because I want to uh-huh. remain quiet in the face of your story. But I just applaud you and I thank you for being prophet. Yes. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. That, that, is, that is very profound. Thank you, Henry. Um, we we yes. shall let the Wangambian the Takalon, they say something. Uh, let, let, me, let me bring in my, my, my big brother here, Dr. Sinyama. Dr. Sinyama, so one morning on that particular day, you wake up everyday life and uh, your wife shares with you about starting a school. Um, how did that conversation go? Tell us about what went through your mind. Wow. I said, wow. <laughs> Are you talking uh-huh. about a school or a surgery? Because <laughs> at the time I was practicing medicine, <laughs> she yes. said a school. I said, wow. You don't know what you're talking about. Do you know what it takes to manage a private school? You Mm. spend eight hours teaching in a government school and you think you can manage supervising the teachers? 
He said, that is heavy on my heart. I have to go that way. Mm. So it was in 1995, during a year-end family dinner celebration right in Magabuka, we gather our children and uh-huh. then began to share with them. Yeah, but before that, she had co- 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 convicted me uh, yeah. that this was the way to go. I said, if you feel like it, go for it. There is no mm. problem. I'll support you. When you run and you meet an obstacle, I'll be there for you. Let's go for it. That's how it all started. It started okay. as, a, as, a, as a nursery, you know, in a 600-meter okay. squared plot. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So where is Ebenezer today? After starting as a nursery and uh, you telling your wife she has no idea what it is to supervise teachers and everything. <laughs> yeah, the way we started, it wasn't easy, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened, we started with just a couple of children and then we had up to 30 children. And then what we used to do from our meager salaries, I was working for a sugar company as a medical officer. She was working in government. Uh, the little that was coming was not even enough to pay our teachers. So from our own pockets, we would uh, pay the teachers. We would support our children, send them to school and so on. But the Lord opened doors for us because when we went in there, our focus was not to make money, but was to serve the disadvantaged community that were, you know, in, 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 uh, around us. And where we are now, we are running a school that is running from nursery up to grade 10. We okay. have close to 600 pupils. And we emphasize on quality. We have sent children to technical schools like Hillcrest. We have sent children to technical schools like David Kaunda. Recently, we sent some kids to Fatima. And last year, we had four of our children accepted in the latest technical school, a high-class school called Edgar Chagwalungu in Petauke. So mm-hmm. our, 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 our results have been quite, quite impressive. We have one young man called Hideo Moyo, who was our best pupil in um, 2014. This boy yes. came from a disadvantaged background where the father was growing vegetables. For lunch, the boy would be eating a raw tomato. But in the, in the meantime, he would be assisting uh, grade 9 teachers. He was already in grade 7. And that boy happened to be our best pupil in 2014. And our interest was still in him. We followed him up to Kenisha's where he was accepted. The father, because of poverty, wanted to withdraw him from Kenesha, and we had to threaten him. We said, if you do that, we'll report you to the authority. If you fail to <laughs> fund him, 
bring him back to Ebenezer in, to, in grade 9. But fortunately, the Catholics, thank God for the Catholics, they spotted this vulnerable young man. And in grade 9, he was the best people in Kenesha. In grade 12, a year ago, he graduated with distinctions in every subject, including Adma, pure math, uh, pure, uh, wow. I mean, pure sciences. And only last year I had to link him up with the American Embassy to see if somebody can identify that potential and help him in his career path. As I'm speaking now, he's working in shop right, cleaning the shelves, waiting for an opportunity to get into the university. I hope this year they will accept him in the university. And those are the brains that lie out there in the village because they are vulnerable, they are disadvantaged, they are poor, and they are completely neglected. If somebody can find them and build them up, the nation will be at an advantage. Yes. Those are the brains lying out there in the villages. Did you hear that statement? Yes. I did. Indeed. What's the significance? You are an educator yourself. Well, in the, in the British system, it's called lecturer. You are a lecturer. You are an educator. What is the significance of the Sinyama story? Well, it, it, it is first and foremost, and thanks for the, uh, for, 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 for the time to, to contribute. But first and foremost, just listening to uh, Dr. And, and his dear wife there, Sinyama, it's, just, it's an incredible story. And uh, I, I wish the whole country would be listening to, to uh, stories like this. You know, we can sit down here and talk about all the, uh, the, the groom and uh, uh, you know, downsides of whatever is going on in the country, but there are beautiful stories that, yes. Yes. That's a, yes. that, that are going on. Beautiful, wonderful, incredible. They are not doing this to get an accolade or an award or anything, but, that, you know, and, and thanks to that, you know, to, to your radio blog for bringing them up uh, on, on here for us to listen to this. It's really touched me. Uh, so well done, Miss Niamas, and uh, and uh, and and Madam, you know those words that your dad said to you, uh, you are the Moses. I'm glad that you've held on to them, and uh, please don't drop the ball. You know it's not easy. You know I believe that help is going to come. Even more help will come along the way. So um, you're doing an incredible job. I mean I, I've only been to Western Province a few times. You know my younger brother is a Dako in 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 Mongo. Uh, you know. He, he went there soon after he finished his graduate from University of Zambia, went to the Western province. You know, he got in love with the rosy people. They gave him a wife, and the young man is completely forgotten about her. He's, he's, he's now a rosy. I'm telling you. And he has even now, you know, made my my younger sister also get married to a rosy man, and my other younger sister, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we have nowhere to go. But it is, it is well. Yes. So I've got one question. I've a couple of questions I wanted to ask you. First and foremost, is you know the Ebenezer School. So the main school is in Mazabuka, isn't it? 
the, the private school that we are running is yeah. our own. Is in Mazabuka. We are settled in Mazabuka. Mazabuka. Okay. Okay. Yes. And then you are you, you planning to kind of uh, exchange the same kind of vision to Kangweta, or you are trying to use some of the proceeds from uh, this private school to support the uh, vision? Mbangweta is where I went to school from grade one to grade four, yes. 1964. Yes. And yes. what I'm trying to do for Mbangweta, Mbangweta is a government school. We want to help yes. them up. The national cake is okay. too small. Even if it is shared across, it will not do that. It will not uplift okay. that school to what a dream All should right. be. So what we are trying to do okay. as a family is to invest also in Mbangweta, not as a private school, okay. not as a government school. That's for the sake of that community okay. there, for the purpose of giving back. Okay, okay. fantastic, wonderful. And um, uh, do you can you remember from your primary days or even secondary days some of your peers or colleagues that you would have come through Bangweta Primary School because because you know to, to set up some of these alumni's for a school it, it's quite you know useful to trace some you know some people that you know would have come through a similar story as you and and those would be the first people to convince to say look let's do something for the school. I've realized in Zambia we've got a lot of alumni, but only for secondary schools. I don't know why we have lost it on primary schools. I personally, uh -huh. I, of all my primary school friends, I think I can only remember one or two. A lot of them may have passed on, but uh, at least, thank God, I, I'm still in touch with one or two. But we, we, we're not that particular in Zambia of forming primary school alumni. It's only secondary school and, and, and higher education. So maybe what I'm trying to say is, is uh, I don't know if you can maybe look into the background of, uh, you know, you know, there yeah. might be another another Moses who's doing very well in Busaka, maybe a manager, uh, and they are from that particular part of the country, and uh, and they 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 yeah. In 2018, I put it on yes. my on Facebook and on my status. Yeah. I put yeah. up a question that anybody who went to school at Bangweta Primary in Ibukuru District, please just indicate and put your phone number here. So today, yeah. not even one person wow. has responded to that message. Wow. What it means wow. is either I Moses came alone from Egypt, Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or everybody else and, and, remained yeah. there and, and they are married there. Exactly. And Mrs. Ba Mrs. Mrs. Sinyama, it's one other problem we Zambians have. We are not very proud of where we've come from. There are a lot mm -hmm. of Zambians who are wealthy and have made it in the urban areas, in Lusaka, in Copperbelt, and things like that. We are all investing our money there, building big houses, but we've forgotten where we have come from, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and when, when something comes up in the village, we lose a grandmother or something like that, people just see these big four-by-four four cars driving into those small roads. You know, you know, but, you know, we could have, I think Zambians, we must have this, you know, pick up our pride of where we've come from. 
you know, going uh-huh. back to the village and trying to do something. But anyway, the other question is, thank you very much for that. Yeah. At least you've done something to try to seek the, the peers that you are with. You've done something. That is great. So, you know, the, the outcome wasn't very good, but you tried. The other question I also no. uh, had, rather a comment was, uh, you know, the, the Komboka ceremony. The Komboka ceremony is all based on when it floods, they relocate uh-huh. to the upper land. And when there's no water, they go down there. So these particular schools, and I, I guess Bangweta is not, is not exceptional. Probably there are lots of schools like that in Western province that are in the valley and they flood. Now, yeah. primary schools like this, would it be, uh, you know, an option to say, even just remove the risk of kids having to get on a boat to go to school, that when it floods, they are closed for that period of time. And these kids, either there is a plan of having them to learn at, at home where teachers can actually, you know, ride the, 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 the canoes more safely and visit them, or even now introduce what we were discussing last week, like, you know, mechanism of offline uh, e-learning. Because it will save lives. That story you, talk, you told us about of a, of a canoe that capsized and killed, you know, kids. We don't want things like that to, to happen just because kids want to go and learn. So if it's not safe, you close the school for three months. Uh, and then these kids, either they are relocated into other schools, or we have other mechanisms where the teachers, the teachers, you know, risk them, but we must have a certain way of giving them information, you know, and, you know, things they can do and, and stuff like that. I'm just thinking, because if the Kompaka ceremony can, can, you know, does happen that way, based on that, I think we should also be realistic enough that, uh, you know, places like that, if they're going to flood every year, there's very really little we can do, you know. We might put up a building there, you know, you know, donate and put up a, this is very good. I'm looking at some of the pictures that are on this uh, support project in Bangweta. We put up a good building there, but if it's going to flood, uh, you know, you know, it, I'm, I'm just thinking that way. As I have, you know, thoughts like that, let, let, before I come to my last point of donation. Yeah. Mrs. Nyama, what would it take the other way, maybe Dr. Ngambi, is to look at it this way? What would it take to create a, what do you call it, boarding facilities there? What, what would it take to do that? Maybe these kids yes, can start that's another point. Boarding facilities. Yes. During the flood period, thank you very much, Vanessa. Yeah, thank you very much. During the flood period, we put up a boarding facility. Kids don't go back home. And we we talked to the teacher, the headmaster who is there, and he was very helpful. Mm. Those are some of the things they have in mind. The school is on a high land, so it rarely floods there. There are villages around. The villages are strategically place on highlands. The rest uh-huh. can flood, but where they are, unless it is extremely bad. So the head teacher said, uh, most of the people that come during the January, April, that are in school, they relocate and they yes. come and uh, live maybe within uh, the, the nearby house, uh, villages with their relatives. But he was of a suggestion that if we build uh, like uh, um, a block, a block for mm. girls, a block for boys, and these mm-hmm. children would, do, they are, would bring food for them. So that for that period, they are stationed at the school, they are not going back home. Their parents can paddle and bring food for them, 
there are like monthly borders. If you have an idea of monthly borders or family borders, it will be okay. Yeah. As for now, they want to have the five classrooms, so it's difficult for them. Even this is their first grade nine class. If they had something, yeah. they would have taken the grade nine and kept them somewhere. But they don't have the facilities. So it was like, if we put a block, it would help them. And the block is just a stretch of blocks and you paint it and the children sleep there and cook their own food. Yeah. The other thing is, they don't even have, they only have one hand-driven pump for water. Wow. So I was asking him, do you mm. do home economics? No. They don't have home economics. Plus, they don't have a library. And one of the things that will help them is if a solar panel is put there to pump the water and we put a tank, it means they will have water. Food they can bring mm. for themselves. But it's this basic yeah. where we can help them. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and then finally, Vanessa, and finally, just the, and, and I'll take too much of time. It's on the donation part of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks very much, uh, Mrs. Nyama, for that bit about the dormitory and things like that. I think that is one way forward uh, of, um, you know, I think putting money into setting up this infrastructure where it can be, you know, uh, a boarding for that period of the flooded time when kids can't go back and forth to school. And I am a trustee of uh, an organization called Zambia Overseas Christian Fellowship we, and, uh, and also um, one of the founders of this, which has been going on in the UK for more than a decade now. And one of the things, the projects that we do back home is to support uh, education for kids at, um, um, you know, obviously like orphanages and a lot of you know, academic potential. And we've got some very good reports. We have had graduates that we picked up from grade nine up to invest of Zambia. Oh. We are now working and things like that. And I, I am now uh, a trustee, uh, the head of the trustee board. I am not in the executive uh, committee. So it's not something that I can commit now, but it's something that I can bring to the executive committee. I can mention the Bangota project. Um, I hope after this, through Vanessa and I can get more details about uh, about the school, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a bit of more, um, you know, structured kind of uh, report about the school and the needs and things like that. And I can table it before our organization and, 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 and also just other organizations. So, yeah, yeah and, and thanks for the link for the donation as well. Otherwise, uh, Dr. and Mrs. Yama, this is such, such an incredible uh, feat. And uh, and uh, I, I know I know me myself and my family we do things like this. It's not easy, but it's yeah. all from the heart and because you know what it is. So I really Excellent. applaud you and please keep on. Don't drop the ball. Help is coming and God will reward you. Excellent. Everybody in the website is we have a few minutes remaining here before we get to final remarks from the Kenyama. I just want to allow the Kalonde to come in uh, from whichever angle from what you have heard, Kalonde. You are an educator yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm just so impressed with the, what they are doing. 
but uh, I'm just very again disheartened by the 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 school, the Bangweta school that uh, they've mentioned and the the ordeals people have to go through, kids have to go through to go to school. Um, my biggest thing is how maybe through you Vanessa and maybe would know how would help. But uh, my biggest concern I know education is very vital but the health matters is also very important. Uh, when she mentioned about the picking somebody's toothbrush and the uh, colonizing it, becoming hers, that really broke my heart because I know how how it feels not to have a toothbrush. So there are some small things that we can do around here yeah. and uh, find the hope shipping those things. Uh, in schools that are, I work with the teachers, the teachers that come from my my university here, going out and all such things. We are always having tons and tons of materials that we just throw away. I want to just mention one thing. I really appreciate that a father called her Moses. But mm-hmm. if you recover, uh, Nathan, I've called us people who are in the diaspora as Jacobs. So let's be the Jacobs that helped our people back home. That's true. That's true. Thank you, Dr. Uh, Kalonde. Everybody, the website is ebenezerschools.com. There's a PayPal link there for you to contribute. Whatever amount, it will help. You know, the advantage is that the culture is not doing so well. So $20, $50 will, do, will go a long way. A school block is not an expensive thing. We all know that. Just four walls, doors, window frames, and a roof, and they are good to go. We shall put other things that Dr. Kalonde as raised, we shall address those. Ah, Dr. Mrs. Sinyama, this has been excellent. A final word from you as we conclude? Um, we are grateful. We are so thankful for everybody who's listened. Um, we are situated in Mazaboka, and Ebenezer is not Mbangweta. The two are very separate. For now, we are uh-huh. working with the uh, Ebenezer, where we are the, the owners, and that uh, our website Vanessa is giving you is it, not for Ebenezer. It is from Bangweta. It's just a way of collecting the funds, and the debt right. is part of the people that will manage it. The PO are part of the people that will manage it. We promise you that we have the fear of the Lord. Every little penny that comes in will be spent well well for the yeah. for that child out there in the rural area. Thank you very much for thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. This has been a productive afternoon. We appreciate all your efforts and we will definitely assure you that whatever resources are coming our way will be put to good use. In Jesus' Amen. name. Thank you. Amen. All right, everybody, let's go back into open forum. We appreciate your involvement. <laughs>